Hey guys, welcome back to the Wealth Creation Series where I give you some of my advice and experience in terms of how you can build more wealth and hopefully get to a stage where you are financially free of burden. Now, I am not a financial advisor or an accountant, and before you take any steps that might affect your financial situation, I always advise that you seek professional help, assistance, and information. All the information in this video is purely just my life experience. I don't recommend you go out and do any of it without seeking professional advice first. That being said, let's get started with this week's topic, and this week's topic is saving money. Now, I really recommend you watch this series in order. We started with the reasoning why you would like to be rich or to develop wealth. And then last week, we spoke about clearing your debt and making sure that you are debt-free. And in that video, I spoke a little bit about the next stage, which would be savings and investments. And I said that it surely makes more sense for us first to clear our debts before we worry too much about creating savings. The reason being is that the, the interest that's attached to your debt will continue to eat away at it. It's like trying to get water out of a sinking boat, but you've got this hole in the bottom that's letting water back in. We need to plug the hole, we need to clear the water out before we can make any forward progress in terms of it. So if you've got, let's say, 20% of your wages or money at the end of the month, or we're going to talk about that in a minute when you do this, the start of the month, you're not going to divide that 50-50 between savings and your debts. You're going to start by fully committing any available funds you have to clearing your debts entirely so that you are no longer accumulating interest and therefore paying it over time. Once you're at a stage where you are relatively debt free, that's with the exception of things like student loans and things like that, because these kind of debts come with certain exceptions. But you're free of credit cards, you're free of personal loans, you don't owe money on your car, uh, all of this stuff, then it is time to start saving. Now, saving is not something that you want to do with all of your money for the foreseeable future. So don't think about having that big pool full of coins or a big stack full of cash. The problem with savings is when we talk about savings, we're generally assuming that it's not making any interest. The, the bank is not paying you for keeping your money. So if you're the type of person that has your money stuffed under a mattress or in a safe or just sitting in a regular old bank account with zero or 0 0.01 interest, your money is depreciating over time because of something called inflation. Your money today, what if let's say you had X amount of money sitting in a safe, it will be worth less basically every single day as you go through life. And we know this for a fact by looking back at history. Let's say 50 years ago, 50,000 pounds, dollars, euros, whatever your currency would get you an awful lot further than where 50,000 will get you today. House prices have gone up. The value of money continues to effectively fall. 
So it's important that your money is constantly in a state of growth, even the money that you currently have. So we're not just talking about earning more money or getting a better job or making more money from your business, but we're talking about the money that you have that you're keeping hold of is earning interest. That being said, there are a couple of reasons you do want to have some savings because we're going to talk about this more in the investments video. A lot of your investments want to be long term. So by long term, I mean five years plus. And what that means is any money you put into a five year plus investment, you do not get to touch it in those five years. So pretty much no matter what happens to you, you must not draw out from that pot of money because you're going to affect your interest and you're going to affect your ability to compound over time and earn more money. So this is where savings are important because you do need to have what we will call an emergency fund. Now, there's different opinions about how much of an emergency fund you should have. I generally feel that you should go between three and six months of your monthly financial requirements. So how much rent do you pay? What are all of your essential bills? Effectively, how much would you need to have in the bank so that if you lost your job tomorrow, you could go three to six months being able to pay your bills, keep the roof over your head and keep food in you and your family's stomach. This money needs to be readily available. So let's say we're going to just throw a random number. This obviously doesn't going to apply. Let's say it's 10,000. This money does not go into a high interest investment account because there is a chance at any point that you need to reach into this money and pull some out for emergency situations. It's a rainy day fund. But you should get this in place before you then begin working on investments. Or at least you should be working strongly on getting this in place so that you are then confident and comfortable to move forward with investments. Do you see the, the process we develop? Debt first, then savings, then investments. And that's what we want to do. And really what we're doing is we're creating, we're creating levels of safety as we go along the way. There's no point having savings if we've got debt that is incurring interest and burning a hole in our pocket. There's no point having investments if in a couple of months something goes wrong and you need to pull out of those investments and lose all the benefits of keeping the money in those accounts. Now, in terms of how much you should be saving each month, I always say this with everything is there's no there's no percentage. Don't look online for the, the right amount of percent to put away each month. It's a ridiculous thing because it's going to massively vary depending on where you're living. Because if you live in central London or you live out in the sticks, if you live in New York or you live in a tiny town in Texas, there's going to be a dramatic difference in your cost of living. So the amount of money that you're going to need to have as a backup is going to be very different. And that comes down to personal choice of where you want to live and how you want to live your life. When we're thinking about it, the biggest thing I'll always say to you is save as much as you can each month. As much as you can put away, you should put away. If that means it's 1%, it's 1%. If you can stretch it up to 5%, do it. If you can get it up to 10%, do it. If you can live a frivolous enough life for certain periods of your time to save 20%, 
then please do it. Because again, the quicker you get that safety net, that savings pot of money, the quicker you can get onto investment. And when it comes to investment, it's not about timing the market and picking the right time to buy stocks and all the rest of it. It's about time in the market. The more years you can spend investing in it, the more chance you have of benefiting from the long-term rewards of doing so, as opposed to simply gambling with your money and trying to play the stock market, which we will come to when we get into the investment portion of this series. So save up your pot, figure out what your pot is first of all, figure out what you need to be able to live with no job for three to six months, and that depends on your appetite for risk. Three months if you're very confident that that's the maximum you're going to go without being able to earn income. Six months if you're a little bit more wary or somewhere in between, if you fall somewhere in between. Once you've got that in place, then we can begin getting onto investments. Now, in terms of those savings, these can go into a regular bank account. You can put them into an interest account, but remember the most important thing with them is the availability of funds. You need to be able to pull them out at any time without incurring any penalties. So just ensure that whatever account you're putting into them, make sure that they've got no withdrawal limits or no transfer limits or no penalties attached to them for pulling out money before the fund would mature. Fund maturing means, let's say, the account is promising you 5% interest, but it only promises you that if you leave your money in there for three years. But if in a year and a half you need it, you're not going to get that interest. You're just going to take your money out. It's pointless to do so when that money could have gone into investment. But again, this is the intention of our savings pot, which we would keep regardless of what we're going to be investing on top of that. Now, you might also be saving for an investment. As an example, saving to put a deposit down on a house which you might live in. Now, a lot of people argue that buying a house is not an investment, that it's actually a liability, uh, but properties tend to go up in value and if nothing else, they hold their value. And instead of paying rent to someone, it often makes more sense that you pay a mortgage which is putting money back into you in the long run. That's a topic for another day, that's a topic for another video, but you can save money for bigger things, but again, try to find a fund that would mature in the time that you want so that you can at least gain some interest and fight against inflation. One thing I'll say is do not keep your money as cash. There is no need to fear banks. Ensure that your bank has safety protections in place for certain amounts of money. It changes from country to country, but FDA approval, for example, or anything where your money is secure. So even if the bank disappeared, that someone is backing the money to ensure that your money is protected. Keeping your money in cash in a safe in your house is simply putting it at massive risk. If there's a fire, your money is gone. If you get robbed, your money is gone. And of course, you are victim to inflation every single year. You're not able to gain money. So if you're trying to hide that money from the tax man, over the long run, you would have made more money having it in investments than you would have from what you saved at not paying tax on it. So guys, this was the video on savings. I hope this information has been useful to you. As I said at the start, please seek professional financial advice before taking any steps with your personal finances. And as always, take care of yourself.